Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. Seems I've heard that song before. Call the patent office, copyright the name Green Goblin. I want a corner every time somebody says it. That spider freak making me look ridiculous. Up, up, and away with! What? Shazam! Spider-Man? Stupid reporters still think puny Parker's Spidey. Go, Web, go! We're gonna have a hell of a time. It's right. There are, there are many Call of Duties for him to play. To, to be fair, the whole back catalogue, man. That's, that's, that's enough Call of Duties. But there's only one Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man, brother. There's only one of them. Right now, that anyway. Was, was... I mean, it, it gets quite... There's a few down the line. We won't lie. <laughs> that was an amazing segue. <laughs> in fact, I'd say it was... I'd say it's a spectacular segue. In fact, it may even be the ultimate segue. <laughs> Swing Through Spider-Man episode two. Last time we summed up Amazing Fantasy 15, the anthology where the Spider-Man origin story is contained. Today we head on to the Amazing Spider-Man issue number one, which is Spider-Man's own story. And where does it start off? Well, with his popularity, is a massive thing now. Spider-Man is. He's been on telly. He's gets you know he's been given his own magazine in real life, his own comic series, and in, within that series. He's on a TV. He's popular, and uh, I'm really proud of him, mate. Really done well. He's, he's, he's I mean, really he's come far. Blood sacrificed his uncle, <laughs> but he's really popular. Where did we leave off then? If you haven't tuned in, Spider-Man gets bit from a spider bite. Was an asshole. Got his uncle killed. He caught his uncle's killer, and he walked off into the sunset crying. We're on to the real deal now, mate. Amazing Spider-Man. Essentially, if you watch the first 20 minutes of the first Spider-Man movie, it's pretty much exactly the same as the comic. It's that. Especially, not so much maybe Amazing Spider-Man, the film, but more so the Tobey Maguire one. Definitely. Dad. That's the one. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. This picks up instantly. Um, I think there's a few months gap between the issues coming out, but this is instant. Uh, Peter Parker's on a mad one. He rips his Spider-Man costume off, screams about Uncle Ben. Um, the funny thing is, wait, 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 wait. He's he's like almost a thousand dollar suit. He just ripped off. I mean, it's supple fabric. It might elasticate <laughs> back. <laughs> That's I'm not sure. It's like ripping a shirt off like the Hulk. It's not like that. But the best thing is, mate, he doesn't blame himself for stopping the criminal. He's like, oh, it's the powers. I'm like, you're. Anyone could have stopped that geezer. He was, you know, this scrawny crackhead running past. No, it's just a slap. I mean, the pl- all you would have had to have done was trip him up. The police officer would have done the rest. Hmm? That's what I'm saying. No, just exactly. My just point. one stray foot, mate. Just, just one foot, two feet to the left, and he would have been gone. He would have been able to go home and show your web shooters after you really touch your feely uncle. Yeah, uh, life's different now, though, mate. Uncle Ben's gone. And Peter is really quickly finding out that it's shit. Uncle Ben was a breadwinner and his family are really broke. And now his aunt is getting harassed for rent like everywhere, every day. Peter's like, I don't want to go into school anymore, Aunt May. I want to work. But Aunt May, of course, goes, Ben wanted you to be the best scientist ever. Please go stay in school. Well, good 
good luck. Yeah, please. You definitely need to stay in school. <laughs> well, Ben's not here anymore, is he, on me? If you imagine if he said that. But the thing is, mate, he needs to win, get some money. He needs to get cash. He needs to get back on TV. He needs to do his thing. Pays aren't sound. I'm feeling now he's got the 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 powers to be an incredibly gifted gifted athlete. That is a lot of money, and it well, yeah, know, it make perfect sense. Join Some the NFL, sponsors, you know, go, go to college, smash the football team, get in the NFL draft, join the mad team, the mad team, you know, try not to get concussed, don't die, yeah. get a lot of money, it's famous for life, and no one, no one even blinks an eye because you're a super athlete. But I don't, this doesn't cross his mind. He just goes, I can do anything except save my uncle. That's why now I need to kind of replace him and get some money. Um, this takes quite a dark turn because he immediately starts thinking about robbing a bank. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, Spidey, no. Not, not to 100 there. <laughs> not to 100. Um, but what stops him is that he imagines being caught and Aunt May is just crying outside of a jail cell containing him in his full Spider-Man outfit. So not only is identity compromised, <laughs> but his aunt has got nothing left. <laughs> what, why is that so... Like, why is the image of just Spider-Man like, behind bars in full Spider-Man outfit? Why does that tickle me so it's much? Just how sad he is as well. It's really... I mean, I'm not going to lie... I don't find that Peter Parker actually thinks like a regular person. Like he gets bit by a radioactive spider and then rather than going to the hospital as the first port of call, he's like, yeah, I've definitely got to go destroy Bonesaw or Hulk Crusher or whatever the hell his name was. Like, and now he's like, I need to make money rather than hitting up job center or whatever. He's like, gonna go rob a bank. Yeah, he goes, it's not to hundred. And the only thing that stops him is the thought of being caught. And I think, you know, that doesn't stop me committing a crime. It's because I know it's bad. Mm, of course. But Spider-Man goes, I'm not going to be an athlete. I'm not going to rob a bank. I'm going to go back on TV. And I'm going to earn that honest TV paycheck. You know, I mean... Can't, bl- can't blame me for that. I'm a celebrity pay as well. <laughs> Would they be eating him? Because he's a spider. What if he eats a spider? It'll be cannibalism. It wouldn't be, you know, he has the DNA of a spider now. I'm not, cannibalism doesn't treat people well. They get that weird, weird brain disease that makes their brain into a sponge. Yeah, I played Last of Us, I know. Yeah, kind of, you don't turn into like a mushroom man with teeth for a head. But I mean, to be fair, anything possible in the world of Spider-Man. Anything, anything, except Peter Parker being cool. Because his uh, classmates are again ripping the piss out of him, and now and they're actually worshiping Spider Man. They can't, you know, they can't wait to see Spider Man on TV. And of course, the irony is that Peter Parker is Spider Man. So while the classmates are taking the piss, no way, yeah, they're taking the piss out of him, and he is Spider Man. No, if only they knew. If only they knew. If if only. It's incredible that nobody has a chance of knowing who Spider Man is because they're so far apart. You know, except they've got the same voice. Especially considering he's on TV as well. Yeah, it's incredibly strange. Spider Man 
this is this is good. This is really good. Spider-Man finishes the TV show and he goes to get paid, but it's not like a cash in hand job this time. It's like this is legit now, dude. This isn't just a one off. The producer's like, you're all part of the crew, so we need to get contract details and we need to check it and out. We need to cash a check. It's got to be taxed. Spider-Man's asking. <laughs> you can write. He's obviously not going to write Peter Barker on the check. Is a he's asked for the check to be made out to the to the Spider-Man, and it's just it's just the pure or like you know you that would not work. Why just not go make it out to May Parker? Uh, yes, that's that's um, first name the <laughs> middle name Spider, last name Man. And uh, the producer's like, he see, he see, I know the producer's trying to do him. Here. He goes, you're gonna have a tough time catching this boy. And then Spidey goes, I'll see about that. <laughs> and he goes to the bank, and the tellers are like, fuck off. He's not having, yeah. The guy's just like, you need identification because anyone can wear the Spider-Man mask. And I think, you know... <laughs> Spider-Man's there like, uh-uh, no, no, no. I've spent almost $1,000 on this soft, supple fabrics. You know, you should just lean over to the teller and tell him, like, stroke the mask. You will know. You will know it's quality. Only the real Spider-Man will stand up. Imagine if he had, like, a certificate of authentication on the inside <laughs> of his shirt. But it's not... To be fair, all he would need to do is literally just crawl up the nearest wall. Yeah, it's just like, oh, look at this. Watch me do all these zany tricks, and you will believe <laughs> I am the Spider-Man. He could have joined the circus. He could have. Right, he he could have done like, anything. The world was his oyster. He could have done absolutely anything. He could, In fact, he could have done anything a spider can. <laughs> you know, if the guy cashes this check, he's gonna get sacked. That's fraud. You know, that's that's the biggest crime in the Spider-Man so far, except the murder of his uncle. You know, I I, I don't know. I think I think the biggest crime was spending almost a thousand thousand dollars on soft supple fabrics for your superhero costume. I mean, I mean, he could have just had a crap one, and no one would have cared. He could have spent 50 pence on it. He could have just made it himself rather than buying everything to then make it yourself, but an what, excellent what, what version. Was, what was wrong with the sock? What was wrong with the sock hood? Yeah, I mean, you know, Iron Fist literally has a sock head. Luke Cage doesn't care about who identifies him. Daredevil's kind of cool. At those New York bunch, you know, Jessica Jones goes around as Jessica Jones. It's like, why does he have to be? And I guess it's explained later on. We're not we're not gonna like go into stuff we haven't read because just because we know it from films. Yeah. But I guess there's a like quite a good explanation for it. I guess like uh, I guess. Well, but, it's like it, the only reason how can we covered his identity in the first place was he's like I'm scared of being made fun of. But then at the same token, you're Spider Man. But no one's gonna make. He knows he's awesome. Exactly. So why are you even gonna bother? At this point, he's not like, oh, I need to protect the people I love. I need to do this or that. He's literally just like, I'm scared that people are just going to start ripping the piss out. You know, out it was reefer madness as well in that Marvel office. They've just been making the shit up as they go. Fat joints sticking out, man. Just literally, the deadline's coming up. Shit. <laughs> what do we... You know that's been going on because some of the twists here just to send the plot. Like, it's just like... 
do you know when someone's driving a car and they're on the motorway and the, the junction's coming off or the highway sorry if we've got and they just fucking bomb across <laughs> the lanes and it's just like that's what the plot is like yeah. in this. it's just fucking bombing the hardest it can to from a to b um i'm grateful for it to be honest because i've read a few future spider-mans like recently and it's cinematic it's like there's a lot of depth to yeah. it i mean like i'm like virgin snow when it comes to the spider-man comics i think i've only read one or maybe even two spider-man comics so other than the outside media like the movies and pop culture i'm literally new to this so it is quite interesting finding out you know the, the origins like the legit origins of where it comes from and how how things were sort of like you know s- scoped in the 60s sort of atmosphere and the way how you know the social parts of it are also you know entwined into the stories yeah i mean there's nothing wrong essentially with spider-man's life except that <laughs> his uncle's dead <laughs> but before it's like he's just normal at high school because everyone kind of gets that at high school except if you're in like the group like everyone gets it but you've got unless, your best friends and stuff. unless unless you're absolutely dreamy flash thompson. unless you're flash thompson <laughs> i've got no pro- i've got no problem with flash thompson he's doing everything right <laughs> he's a winner he's, a, he's got a car peter parker can't drive you know flash thompson can drive it's just like peter parker had the same chance to drive it doesn't but mate no he could have drove he could have bought a car but you know what he did instead you know what he did instead bought soft supple fabrics don't forget the web shooters. Essentials, mate. Oh, essentials. Okay, okay, Let's okay. not forget the essentials. But, man, speaking of making money and getting those essentials, after the check clearly doesn't clear. Um... <laughs> he's, just, he's like sitting at home and he's just like, the check bounces. He's like, oh, oh my God, no no way. <laughs> this foolproof plan. It's like the producer's like, oh God, that £100 didn't go to the Spider-Man. Whatever will I do with this $100 that is now <laughs> back in my bank account. He's obviously going to spend it all on hookers and blow because I'm I'm led to believe that's what producers do. I've not seen it from this certain producer, but I think we could infer that from the the data we know. But a very famous character is introduced into the Spider-Man story now, Brad. The scene switches to a man writing a hit piece on the famous Spider-Man. He's unidentified, but he hates Spider-Man. And I know this because of how fast he's typing. I wonder why you would hate Spider-Man. He... Okay. There is no reason for this man to hate Spider-Man. Literally none. There is... No reason. No reason at all. And it's another thing that affects Spider-Man's life. He heads back to the studio. I don't know why he does after the check bounces. But the producer goes... Yeah, the show doesn't exist anymore. Um because of you basically and he's like what have i done and the producer just holds up a newspaper and it's literally just spider-man on the front cover saying spider-man is a menace and the producer's like i don't want the bad press so the show's gone (laughs) so literally like the show gets sank because i'm guessing it's a daily bugle he's like oh god just like completely wipe out a shot. They're just like 
but it's not it's, it is like the big newspaper isn't it and it's like this man is the worst man sort of like the times yeah it's like it's the only newspaper we know exists at this time in new york city and we know it's a big deal and it's got a whole front page spread that literally says spider-man is a menace and it and, and at, at this point he's done nothing but appear on tv he has literally just been on tv swinging around Jesus Christ, that's some hard press. Of course, the writer of the piece is revealed as none other than J. Jonah Jameson, the powerful editor. My man. My boy. The absolute chap. I I mean, there's a letter at the end of this issue, I believe, and it says, I hate J. Jonah Jameson is the most despicable person I've ever read about. And I'm like, fuck, what? This is a very innocent age if this is the worst man ever. Because right now, the president of the United States is the worst man ever. You know, not just a <laughs> fictional character. But yeah, he's a editor of the Daily Bugle newspaper and he's giving lectures around New York City about Spider-Man, like how much he hates him. <laughs> like he goes he goes purely out of his way, just <laughs> like like preaching about in the newspaper that pretty much all of New York is gonna read anywhere because like obviously didn't have amazing podcast stream directly to your phone to listen to on the way to from Wherever you may be going, or at work, or you know, you know, amazing podcasts such as Swinging for Spider-Man. I don't know. Yeah, just that. Um, but everyone was just reading newspapers back in the day, so <laughs> he hates him so much. He had to get it out of the office, put on a coat, stand in a soapbox, and still go preach his hate towards Spider-Man. Taking it to the street, absolutely. It's a guerrilla warfare. <laughs> It's just... Especially because Spider-Man's done absolutely nothing to him either. He's just been on TV. But then again, I suppose, if you compare that to this day and age, there are people that are on TV now, and people will quite happily flood Twitter and the likes just to spread hate about people that they don't even know. So maybe, I mean, maybe it's not so far-fetched. Jonah's issue with Spider-Man is that kids might copy him and that people should worship real heroes I mean, like my son, the astronaut, John Jameson, instead oh, of yes. Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, man. Oh, no, 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 don't you dare shorten his name to two names. No, John Jameson is the astronaut. Lot. John John Jameson's the astronaut and J. Jonah Jameson is the dad. Junior. John Jameson. John John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, I thought his name was James Jonah Jameson Jr. It's it's a whole thing, I think. I think it's a whole thing. But John Jameson is the astronaut. And I think that's what... I think it's just JJJ, the dad, the editor, is just jealous and just doesn't like this this shit because but the thing is he could he's in a position to make his some really popular by putting him on i don't know the front page of the daily bugle newspaper hmm? very possible i want to see him have a fight that, that'd be the way to really decide it it's fun i could punch him sense. right out in a second yeah exactly peter goes on a mad one um because he sees his aunt sell jewelry to uh, get rent money. I mean, that's distressing. I mean, I've... yeah, especially if it was like real sentiment. It was, it was from Ben as well. Yeah, and he starts punching the wall, and he blames everything on Jameson. And I think he's fair to do that. But 
in terms of revenge, he doesn't really do anything. He kind of just shows up at the rocket I launch mean, of the Ash. Let's, let's think about it. He's not really helped himself, considering he was like, I'll get this check paid to him. Even though the producer's like, this ain't gonna work. Then he's like, watch it. This will work. Like, he's not helped himself at all, really. Like, we've already established that he could have done anything. Like, anything. And he could, like, I could think of, like, 20,000 jobs. Well, there's an he could have done. But I, could think, I could think about five jobs straight off the bat that he could have done easily and still got paid for it. Yeah, I mean, he does get rejected for a job. But that's, like, I think it's a really good job that like, he just kind of turns up at and they're like no go away <laughs> was was he wearing his spider-man mask though no he was just looking at peter park and i think oh, you'd rather you someone come dressed as spider-man and go yes you are the spider-man you can well at the, the end of the day when you think about it if he just took off the mask he could do interviews there's like thousands in your pocket right there and, and it's like no one cares it's like he, it's just like oh i'm the spider-man Everyone knows my identity now. I'll never be the Spider-Man again, but that's okay because I earned a shit ton of money and I can do the right thing. The and walls away from my, the door. Aunt, Aunt, Man, Aunt May is like living in luxury though. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing anything productive, he just shows up at the rocket launch of John Jameson's shuttle. Um, in New- I don't know. I don't know how, how this happens. But of course, the launch fails and John is flung helplessly in a shuttle through the sky. And of course, who's on scene to save him? Who's on scene to be the hero? Wait, if the shuttle's flying through the sky, that's not a failed launch. It launched off the ground. It's a successful launch. It's just a failed It's flight. in the air, but it's <laughs> going nowhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, they try and catch the launch team at you know the command center. They try and catch the uh, the shuttle with a net. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. I am no astrophysicist, but I'm pretty sure that you can't drop a net from above a rocket ship and catch the rocket ship. Well, with the net. James, you just said yourself you know astrophysicists. So how do you know? How do you? I don't exactly, but it's testing me. <laughs> Lord to, knows it's testing me. Trying to fit my melon around there. <laughs> of course, the net doesn't work, Brad. Because of course it doesn't. Um, God damn it! If I only got some of those astrophysicists. <laughs> if I, yeah, if even one of one person could tell me how this would work, I'd be very grateful, and I won't accept it from you. I won't accept you telling me that this works. I need it from a qualified professional. From Brian Cox or some Stephen Hawkins. Yes, exactly. Right. But that's not the most unrealistic. James, this is the thing about astrophysics nets. They will catch the rocket. Is that good? That was very good. I'll take that. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Dr. Stephen Hawking, for making an appearance on this humble podcast. But. Pete, what happens next, mate? There's a few things that happen here that are even more unrealistic than catching a out of control shuttle with a with a net. Please, and please uh, take me out of the suspense. Please tell me. Okay, firstly, Spider Man is on scene, obviously, so he runs the control center. He jumps in and demands the part that wasn't in the shuttle. 
so we can put the part in to help the shuttle kind of land because there's clearly a missing part on it because they would shoot a shuttle into space without the single part that keeps the man in the shuttle alive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they give him the part. <laughs> I I'm wouldn't. Just, I'm just imagining the launch control now. The fact that the la- that that part has been taken straight to launch control and it's not still sitting on the engineering bench. Like it's launched, and they've just gone, hey, Jerry. Uh, was this part important? And the other guys just like that. Like, well, would you look at that? I guess. I guess it's gonna crash. Best get the net. <laughs> I like the fact that they got the net there as a failsafe anyway. It's like, obviously these geese have forgotten more than one part in the past that they've had to go research and develop, developing these nets that catch rockets that fail at launch. This is what I'm saying. He it is just a bit much from him because not only has he broke into a military installation during a, you know, a secure rocket launch, he's also hijacked a plane with someone in it and assaulted a soldier. So he's not making a good name for himself, I feel. And I've sent you the artwork specifically, mate, because I need you to see this. That it is just a bit of a stretch. And I take it on board and I do like it. And it was fun to read. But I don't think this is hero material. I think if you're going to rob a fucking military jet. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... JJ may have a point here. You know, you break into a military base, you assault military personnel. I'm not gonna lie, that's sort of like the descriptive factors of a menace. Yeah, so the whole the whole thing happens. He's in the air on the jet and he needs to kind of attach himself with his web as it passes by, which he does. He needs to slap in that part, which he does, and everything is you know, gravy. The shuttle lands, and of course, Spider Man must at this point protect his identity because now he's like, This is a this is criminal. I'll tell you straight now, this is you know, this is straight up criminal. <laughs> Look, only now it's 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 gone past that point where he's like, Oh, I'm gonna get made fun of, and now he's like, Oh, I'm breaking the oh, law. Oh, yeah, we're kind of we're one issue into Spider Man and two into his story in total, and there's not been a whole deal of crime fighting going on, it's more. A, he's compromised the crime scene when he broke the police hostage situation. And in this one, he's committed quite a few domestic terrorism incidents. Yeah, I mean, so far it's literally just been him begging for money and then bitching about not having money. It's a whole... It, as I, I keep saying, it's just a whole thing at this point that we just have to accept... He doesn't exactly get away with this, by the way, because when he runs off, he's like, aha, the Daily Bugle must declare me a hero. Instead, an arrest warrant is issued for him. (laughs) And J. Jonah Jameson isn't happy. He accuses Spider-Man of sabotage, attempted murder, the whole lot. And to to boot, Aunt May hates him. She hates a Spider-Man. She doesn't want nothing to do with Spider-Man. She's like, he's an idiot. She's, I'm not going to lie, Aunt May, straight up Daily Mail reader. Like, <laughs> she's read the newspaper. <laughs> she read she's, the newspaper. She's <laughs> not an informed reader. <laughs> she's, it's just, this is the thing. If he existed today, if Spider-Man literally started today, 
Jay Jonah Jameson would run one of those weird fake news websites. You know, that's just like yeah. literally just made up shit. And it's just Buzzfeed. like 10 reasons why the Spider-Man's the worst man. And it's literally just bullshit. And there's loads of adverts everywhere. There's pop-ups just flying across the gaff. That's him. But in the 60s, he runs the most prestigious newspaper in New York City. And he's got Spider-Man against the wall. Spider-Man for the second issue in a row is crying and running off in the end, questioning his powers and what they've brought Christ. to his life. Again. That was going to be a bit of a running theme. But that's not the end of this issue, Brad. That's not the end. It's like, it splits. This is weird. There's two parts. <laughs> it's like JML. And and it's like, but wait, there's more. There is more. And the more is the first villain. Oh, sweet. The chameleon who has no powers at all, except a bag of masks. So, like, kind of like Arlia Stark, then. I mean, come on, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's literally like, she's got like, he's got like skin masks. Oh, this took a turn, man. (laughs) This this went from zany, wacky. Imagine how 60s stuff. Stinky those masks must be. It's Ed Gein, the villain. I mean, I mean, not like Ed Gein isn't already a villain. But yeah, it's it's not like skin mat. It's like proper realistic, obviously. Oh, fake. fake. Skin okay, yeah. Things. It's not real. I mean, edgy Spider Man in the future might have him like that, but he's just got no powers at all. He just runs around pretending to be people. This part starts off with Spider Man once again thinking about money and what he needs to bring to kind of the table of what he needs to do to support his aunt he thinks i must team up with the fantastic four so i can get money purely i don't know where this information comes from he just thinks if i team up with the fantastic four they'll give me money because they'll be impressed with my ability and to impress them he actually commits another crime mate would you believe it he literally just breaks into the house oh wow they're like penthouse suite yeah um, he kind of just goes in through the window and he's like, I'm really smart. But obviously the Fantastic Four are smarter than him. And this isn't a crime that goes unnoticed because there's just a crowd of people below him just looking <laughs> looking up and going, wow, that Spider-Man, he's, uh, he's like a man, spider. He's just like crawling. And they're like... <laughs> hey, Jeff, hey, Jeff, Spider-Man. It's kind of like a, a, a human spider. It's kind of like a man spider, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <They're just> like, <laughs> at this point, it is just... And Brad, there's another bit of artwork I'm going to show you. <laughs> Definitely got The alarm goes off. The alarm goes off and Mr. Fantastic's neck... My man. <laughs> oh, God. It's across the room at the alarm, like... <laughs> uh, the neck has gone across the room to look at this alarm and they're like oh the spider-man's trying to break in so let's fucking leave a trap he's, he's, no no no, no he's, he's not even looking at the alarm he stretches his neck purely to <laughs> shout at the other fantastic four <laughs> like <laughs> like mr fantastic i've got the power of speaking to people from across the room you don't need to stretch your neck for that Especially considering he's he looks like he's holding somewhat dem- dangerous chemicals. Yeah, the thing is, it's like 
his power is also disrupting people's personal space. No one wants just like a neck and a head coming at them real fast. Because, you know, it's not like a slow movement. His head is... No, you know he's just like... And he's straight yeah. there. And <laughs> it's just how... It's also the flip side of this is how Spider-Man thinks that the smartest people in New York are stupider than him. And that's just... Come off it. These guys go across dimensions. They go to space. They go over the, all over the place, you know. And I'm not having any of that at all. I think <laughs> no, none of it. No, not. And these bit. guys aren't having any of it. They set a trap. <laughs> so what the trap is? They just leave a window open, and Spider <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man goes straight for the window, and they literally get a massive fucking cup and put it on top <laughs> of you. <it. laughs> Did they get a massive newspaper then afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just him with it. Nah, I thought that'd be fucking hilarious. Man, they just murdered him with it. <laughs> <laughs> but he turns this container open because he's smart, and they're like, "Nah, none of this." The thing walks over and punches him straight in the face. <laughs> what a man! So he escaped out. The thing walks off, punches him in the face. Spider-Man's obviously super strong. So Spider-Man turns around and slaps the thing across the room. Then it's just a scrap. They're like, everyone's getting involved. The human torch is trying to burn him. The invisible woman tries to like put him in a headlock, you know, because she's invisible. And he doesn't detect her until his spider sense kind of kicks in. The fight breaks out. Mr. Fantastic's like, wait a minute. What the fuck are you coming in here for? And kicking off for, and Spider Man just goes, "Please give me money." Like outright as that, he's like, "I really need a job. I really think I've proved myself to you. Can you please just hire me?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> this is not something that's going to happen." I was about to say, a guy just breaks into your house and asks for a job, and you just you're not going to, are you? No, no, not at all. And they're like. We're a non-profit organisation. And then him, in his anger, again, he just sprints off. He's gone. And they're like, hang on. We could have, like, helped you. We could have not maybe given you a job, but we could have maybe paid for your stuff. And he's, he's, he's gone. Like, he doesn't care. He's just like, no, I'm done. Spider-Man out. Speaking of the man we introduced to, the chameleon, our scene shifts to the edge of the town where the chameleon's obviously up to shenanigans. He's uh, holding an entire building hostage, like a military installation hostage. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Military installations in the 60s, not the best security. They're everywhere as well. They're fucking everywhere. (laughs) Every building could possibly be a military installation. Wait, hold on. What if it was the same military installation that launched the rockets? Could you just imagine? You'd just be like, oh my god, twice in one just week? Oh. Again, again with this guy, like, again? It's just like, <laughs> you know when we work in retail and that one customer comes in, like, for me, it was that Sainsbury's when this one guy would wait and order all the goat milk when it was going off, so he could get all the goat milk for 10 pence, and he would stack it and he had one of those wallets where he couldn't be scanned. So his contactless card obviously wasn't working. And it was just a whole, you know, the customer you just don't want two minutes before the shop's closing. Spider-Man is literally that person at this point. He's just showing up every time. 
when no one wants nothing to do with him. Like the Fantastic Four are literally people who save the universe from fucking splitting in half constantly. They're always saving the mad shit. And Spider-Man's like, I think not only would I fit in your team, I'd be the best member of your team. No. Well, to be fair, if you manage to fight off all four of them. But it's not about fighting. It's about being (laughs) the right approach. You know, you can't literally punch a hole in the universe back together. You could try. I suppose you could. But I do quite like the idea of, like, Mr. Fantastic is like, right, we need to set up this trap for Spider-Man. And his instant thought is like, I know, we'll get a massive cook. He's supposed to be, like, one of the most smartest people in the world. He's just like, yep, cup. Then when he rips it apart, he's just he's just there like, oh, God, why why did that not work? <laughs> he did fall for the trap. I mean, he had to... This was like... This is really thinking on your feet stuff because Spider-Man was, like, trying to break in exactly at that moment. So he's like, literally, snap, I'm on it. And uh, that plays a big part in this story, actually, because everyone has seen Spider-Man try and break into the Fantastic Four's apartment. And it's news, it's like, is Spider-Man joining the Fantastic Four? Who knows? And the chameleon hears this and he's like, oh shit, that guy must have the powers of a spider. And thus, (laughs) this is going to take a real (laughs) suspension of this. This is going to really test you now. I must be able to contact this Spider-Man on a frequency that only a spider could hear. (laughs) And it's like, what the, what in the fuck? But then, a message is broadcast from the chameleon that only Spider-Man can hear. And the message, it was like, if you meet me here, it'll be really profitable for you. And oh, Spider-Man, of course, loving money. He's straight there. Seconds. So what I'm what I'm hearing is that Spider-Man is Scrooge McDuck. He he's like not Scrooge McDuck in the sense that Scrooge McDuck has loads of money and Spider-Man has none. It's just that. It's, but he does act like Scrooge McDuck in the sense that, oh, profit, like I can turn the profit. And it's how he talks about it. It's just like, oh man, there is a profit to be made. I am off. And it's just like, <laughs> you need to check these opportunities because, you know, you see them around, you know, when you're driving around and you see like a job advert, like literally plastered to a bus stop and it's like you yeah. turn up and you get a headset told to you and you're told to sell like windows to people for 15 hours and you get shouted at. It's like they don't tend to be like the best things. If someone says, I'll pay you straight up, it doesn't ever turn out to be like a great thing. And if you're a superhero, it can go really wrong if you just turn up at a place just for money. And of course it does. And the well, especially when dresses... you just turn up at the Fantastic Four's gaff, just like you're not gonna get your head caved in. Like it, it's not just anywhere. <laughs> it's it's a Fantastic Four's like pad. You can't you can't just turn up and be like give me money. Lisa, you went door to door salesman for Sky. You couldn't break in unless they actually opened a window for you. You went that good. He's he thinks he's sick. That's the problem. He thinks he's. It's a massive difference from Peter Parker. As soon as he puts Spider-Man on, he's the man. But when he's Peter Parker, he's not the man. And Spider-Man just kind of shows up too late here because the chameleon has literally... He's dressed as Spider-Man. He's walked through the building, stealing all the missile codes that he can get. 
runs off and Spider-Man's like, oh shit, there's me on the roof. <laughs> there's literally like spider That is not the real Spider-Man. And they get into a little tangle. Spider-Man's like, oh, he was bringing me here to frame me for stealing every single missile code. And he chases this. The chameleon Spider-Man runs off in his helicopter and Spider-Man's like, shit. I need to catch this guy. So he flings himself across town with this web slingshot thing. He fashions a parachute, lands in a speedboat, and speeds the fuck off towards this Russian submarine that's just there. What? He gets into the helicopter, flips the helicopter over, lands in the helicopter, and just beats the shit out of the chameleon in the helicopter. Okay. I'm on board. And this is when it does one of those meanwhile things that will... This this happens a lot from now on, and meanwhile. This is like the regular done thing. It will just skip a big section of the story and just cut somewhere. And in this meanwhile, after the chameleon's been battered and Spider-Man's flew him back to New York, the chameleon comes out of the helicopter and just drops a smoke bomb and sprints off and he's gone and then he uh, changes into a policeman looking for the chameleon Oh God. and the police obviously fucking turn to Spider-Man and they're like you're under arrest sir because there is already a arrest warrant out for you you're under arrest so they grab the Spider-Man and the chameleon's on, the, on this dressed as a policeman beating him and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man's like wait my Spider-Man sense tells me that one of these policemen is a chameleon oh god and I know who it is, and I'm going to hit this policeman. So he, he gets into a fist fight. This uniformed fucking officer, get, like, he's held down, and obviously he goes, nah, I'm not getting caught now. I'm fucking Spider Man, I'm off. Spider Man fucking launches himself out of dodge. He's gone. And the chameleon's standing up, like, wait, hey, that was funny, guys, wasn't it? And his, <laughs> his fucking outfit's ripped to shit, revealing every part of his uniform. And then uh, the chameleon is arrested. Oh god! How quickly this happens! <laughs> the, I, I quite, I quite admire the brass balls of him. Just be like, <laughs> guys, no, that Spider-Man, am I right? <laughs> what are you, what what are you, what are you looking at? Every disguise. <laughs> <laughs> just layers, layers of like, just bad disguises. What I want to know is if if Spider-Man spent next to a thousand dollars on his outfit, how much did did Chameleon spend on his man? Did it, did it go to the same, like, you know, textile store? It's like... A chameleon is a pawn of the Russian state. No. And he has been paid. I can tell from the hammer and sickle on the side of the submarine. Yes. Oh, grazie, man. He is being paid off by the Russians. Oh, man. Them terrible. The, the buggy man. They've ever, they're always, always the enemy, the Rus- Russians are. Yeah, man. Fear, well, uh, fear the red menace. It, it really <laughs> is. It's just like, there's just a random hammer and sickle. Look, the Russians could be anywhere. The communists could be anywhere. <laughs> Loose lips sink strips. No, but we need to remember the, like, the social climate of these comics when they came out. You know, uh, the nuclear family was freshly in the minds of people. The nu- nuclear, you know... Nuclear power was the way forward. It was this amazing thing that was going to solve all the world's problems up until it became a massive problem of like, oh shit, there's actually like 
people can launch his power at each other. So then it became like, you know, the topic for all of the comics at the time. I mean, you look at any of those Marvel heroes at the time, it was like Captain America Radiation, Spider-Man bit by Radioactive Spider, the Hulk, you know, infused with radioactive blood. You know, it's it always comes down to what was happening at the time that it was made. So, obviously, when this comic was made, the tension between America and Russia was starting to get high. Yeah, and like, the chameleon literally started World War Three. And if, if this was in real life, and this probably could have happened along the lines, but if a fucking Russian is found stealing every single launch code, that's done. It's like the missiles are already gone. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like the chameleons, obviously, like the communist threat is everywhere. Like even in your son and your daughters, it's like it's there. And it's such a weird thing to like be scared about. Dad, dad, are you part of the red menace? It's, it's like it's almost really strange how the chameleon does reflect that because he could be anyone. And. The police got him in the end. The good guys won. But who comes off this issue worst, Brad, is Spider-Man, who for the third time in the row runs off into the night crying. Oh, God, the third time. But you have to remember, this is this is a big failure because the police literally went to beat the shit out of him and arrest him. Like, that's for a superhero, that's like the bottom. That's the lowest. That's like... <laughs> Forget his uncle being killed. If you're on the side of the police and then they hold you down whilst the chameleon's there, beat you, then say you're under arrest. You're done, you know. You're not doing your job. I mean, it's perfectly easy for him to just put away the mask and be like, we're up. We're done now. It was good whilst it lasted. Yeah, and uh Well if with his super strength, why doesn't he just I don't know, make up a new alias and go back to wrestling? He could do a lot of things, but he's not doing them. And uh what this ends on is the Fantastic Four are discussing Spider Man and how they need him on side. Not to be in the Fantastic Four, but because he's dangerous. <laughs> like he's literally fucking danger like if this was in the wrong hands he'd be a real threat. And Mate, of course he's dangerous, man. He took over a military base. And, of course, they've got to worry about him. And I think that might be something that kind of pops up later about the Fantastic Four kind of going, just shutting his shit down. I think that might be something that comes up. And that'd be pretty cool if it does. Because it's just like he's teenage and he's getting reckless and he could hurt someone. And the Fantastic Four are all about, you know, being pretty serious because they deal with some serious shit. Despite the way they're dressed, you know, that's another thing entirely but it's serious stuff spider-man's got a lot of attention on his back now and that's where we conclude amazing spider-man number one incredible wild ride man yeah man it has it has been a wild ride and again that brings this one to a close so thank you once again for listening um it has it's always a pleasure and the next time will be uh, amazing spider-man number two and i'm very excited for this one brad because it is I mean, the chameleon's a super villain. This is messing. But... It's messing with my mind, man. Because it's it's episode three, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man two. Like, whoa. it's almost as though like 
It's almost as though episode one was like some sort of pilot. So, so almost like Amazing Fantasy was a pilot for Spider-Man, I guess. But yeah, you're, you're completely, completely correct in what you're saying. But next one, Amazing Spider-Man number two, actual supervillain, genuine, genuine one. Oh, awesome. Genuine one. Oh man, I can't wait. But yeah, Brad, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that one. And I think it'd be really cool to discuss our first actual supervillain. Because the chameleon's not really a supervillain, is he? He just fucks around a bit. It's like, it's like Shocker. I guess he will get onto it. It's just someone who's there. But yeah. you have the real deals and know the real threats, and I think next time our real threat comes in, one of the biggest threats, one of the biggest supervillains is introduced, and it'd be pretty cool. So yeah, uh, again, if you've liked it, leave a review, subscribe, follow us along, speak to us. You know, we're cool to interact with Dan to interact, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm always up for uh, speaking to strangers. They have the best candor. Wow. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, I don't. Bradley's not on Twitter. He doesn't. He doesn't need that. But we're at Spidey Podcast on Twitter, and we can both kind of speak through that. And yeah, anything you got to say, yep. we, we, we'd appreciate that. But yeah, next time, amazing. We definitely. Yeah, we definitely appreciate um, constructive criticism. You know, anything you feel we could improve upon, uh, you know, let us know. Um, even if you just want to say hi or want to speak to speak to us about other Spider-Man things, or if you, you know, if you have any interesting Spider-Man facts that we may also be interested in speaking about, especially the sort of stuff that was going on around the comics when they were made, and that, that's also very interesting. But just don't tell me that I'm wrong about this because I will. I've had so much Spider-Man in my head. I'm ready to fight someone. Really ready to fight. <laughs> but. Yeah. Jamo is ready. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I just don't want to see him whine anymore. I just can't deal with spider and whining anymore. I just wanted to beat someone up and I'm ready for it. I'm really ready for it. And I think next time, I've obviously, I've done the notes. I'm ready. I've, I've done my research. I'm ready for it. And I think it's a bit, it's, it's a turning point. It's, it's some, Amazing Spider-Man number two, the, our third episode. It's It's a turning point. I can't wait for you guys to uh to find out who who it is, and obviously you can Wikipedia it and spoil it for yourself if you're you know so inclined. I mean, is it really spoilers when it's been out for like over forty years? I guess so. Half half a century, <laughs> mate. This is the way how he's throwing his arms about when he's winning off. <laughs> Literally, yeah, sob. he he's really he actually not has happy. in quotation marks sub. That's so funny. <laughs> I wish I'd never got my superpowers. I wish I had never got my superpowers. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you next time on episode three. So uh, goodbye. Yep. See you later, man.